0: The universe is like that. It is a force constantly moving towards greater unity, greater wholeness, greater joy, greater bliss. And when you are doing more, when you are seeking to do more, to move towards those forces, the universe is working with you. And you can't go wrong.
1: Thanks to Canva Pro for supporting the show. Canva Pro makes it easy to create stunning visual content in any format from social media posts to videos, presentations, and websites. Get a free 45-day extended trial by going to canva.me slash dreamjob. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to the podcast. We have such a great episode today. I cannot wait to jump into this one. Before we do, I want to let you know that tomorrow the doors will be closed for my program. It's a podcast program that's really so much more than podcasting. This program I offer once a year. It's called It's Your Turn to Podcast. And really this program is the key to stepping into your full potential, grabbing the mic, finding all of the eight different ways that you can create scalable income from having a podcast. You know, I had a podcast and within three episodes, I was offered a book deal. Within one episode, I was offered my first sponsor, which was Blue Apron, and the opportunities to be paid to speak and the community, the membership we created, the events we've created. It's unbelievable how podcasting can give you so much in terms of fulfillment and also revenue, I highly, highly recommend you get into this program before doors close tomorrow. If you want to join, you can go to kathyheller.com slash join. And if you have any questions at all, there are some people who missed a few bonuses and you want to be sure, can you get them? Can you not get them? Go ahead and DM me on Instagram at Kathy.heller We'll see what we can do. Maybe there's one bonus that you may have missed that you really want, but I love you guys. And this is going to be a three-month interactive coaching program. There's also a bonus 8K in eight days where I'm going to do a incredible week with you and every single day be moving you into action to make a $1,000 a day for eight days straight and show you how you can tangibly, viscerally start to move your audience into radical engagement and then create revenue. So I'm really excited. You can go to kathyheller.com slash join. We only open this once a year and this is it. So I hope to see you in there. Our first class, which is live on Zoom, starts next week. Now I'm so thrilled because the phenomenal Vishen Lakhiani is here. He's the founder of Mind Valley. He's also a New York Times bestselling author, speaker, activist, and podcast host. And he's on a mission to raise human consciousness. You probably heard of Mind Valley, which began as a little website that Vision built to sell meditation CDs, and now it's an award-winning education movement with over 10 million students around the world. All of Vision's work focuses on teaching you how to unleash the fullest potential of your mind, your body, and your spirit, and how to experience unbreakable joy, love, and fulfillment, how to connect deeply with the people around you, and how to contribute your unique gifts to the planet. He's also written amazing books like The Code of the Extraordinary Mind, The Buddha, and The Badass, and he has a new book that came out this week. It's called The Six-Phase Meditation Method, The Proven Technique to Supercharge Your Mind, Manifest Your Goals, and Make Magic in Minutes a Day. And you guys, this is just a must read. In this book, he condenses the wisdom of nearly a thousand neuroscientists, monks, yogis, and meditation experts into his six phase meditation method, which will absolutely help you level up your life, relationships, and your purpose. You should also listen to his podcast, the Mind Valley podcast with Vishen Lakiani. Here he brings the best minds together to discuss powerful ideas about growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. And he's going to help you get results. He's had some amazing guests on like Susan Kane, Lisa and Tom Billy, Mayan Bialik, Gabby Bernstein, Justin Baldoni, and so many more. So go check it out. Vision has an unbelievable amount of wisdom and resonance, but, but what I love is that he never even intended any of this. You're going to love listening to his journey, which really goes to show that when you let yourself get out of the way, the universe will open the door for you. So without further ado, please welcome the brilliant Vision Lakhiani. Vishen, I'm so grateful to spend this time with you. I have been on this journey with you for many years, and there have been so many moments in my own life where watching a piece of your content has brought me tremendous peace and expansion, and uh, I'm so happy to have this conversation, so thank you for making the time.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I'm delighted to be here.
1: So we're going to talk about your new book, but before we do, I feel like I want to give our listeners, a glimpse into your life and how you arrived where you are. So tell us a little bit about what started your quest to want to even put all of this into the world.
0: I think sometimes you choose a mission and sometimes a mission chooses you. And with me, what happened was I went through a period of great disruption. I was in Silicon Valley. It was the time when the dot-com bubble burst. People were losing their jobs all around me. And I borrowed 30 grand from my father to start a business. Hmm. Of course, I lost all of that money. And in my worst moment, I found myself having crashed my car because I couldn't afford to get the brakes fixed, not being able to pay rent, sleeping on a couch in um, near San Jose from some nice friends who had a spare couch had given me that as my bed. I was zapping out my resume to every available job on Craigslist, just hoping that someone would hire me. And eventually I got a really God awful job that was essentially dialing for dollars. And what Mm -hmm. I had to do in this job is I had to pick up the phone and call attorneys in uh, San Antonio, Texas uh, from A to Z and pitch them on legal software.
1: I can't so even you- for one second picture you doing this. That's like having Deepak Chopra stand at the drive-thru at McDonald's and being like, yep, that's what you do. <laughs> it's like, What?
0: <laughs> And, What's um, happening and the funny here? thing is, none of these attorneys could even pronounce the name Vishen Lekiani, <laughs> So I have to change my name to Vincent Lakhiani. Horrible. You know, it's all awful. Italian.
1: It's all static. And so
0: I was Vincent Lakhiani, the telemarketer. That, that was basically what I did. Annoying Texas lawyers in the middle of their workday. Now, one day, I guess, after the 13th lawyer had slammed the phone down on me with yeah. expletives, and lawyers are super creative with their expletives, I fell into a funk and I got on Google and I Googled, why does my life suck so bad? And somehow...
1: <laughs> no, you did I'm, not Google that. I'm
0: serious. I am serious. Google back then was kind of magical. That's how people use Google. It was this new tool that emerged like I think less than 24 months before. And so we would put all of these questions into Google and see what came up. And I guess the response to the question, "What is my love suck so bad, was a meditation seminar in Los Angeles. Somehow I discovered the seminar. I went and I took the seminar. I was the only person who showed up. But it was a derivative of the Silva method. And if you haven't heard of the Silva method, it is a type of mind training protocol developed by the late Jose Silva. He was a a Texas American mind science pioneer. And Jose Silva and his work influenced the entire American personal growth movement in the 50s and 60s. Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, all of them, all of them studied the Silva method And so I went for this class. And what was really curious was that it wasn't on meditation. It was on listening to your intuition. The class claimed that they would teach you waking psychic ability. Okay, so let's get a little crazy here. Waking psychic ability means that you just have a powerful intuitive hunch. You are able to know things. You're able to listen to your gut listen to these hunches, as Jose Silva said. And the class used a specific mind training concept based on a particular sound technology, as well as a form of hypnotherapy to activate this ability in people. And they trained 6 million people. The Silva method was freaking huge in the 70s and 80s. If you haven't heard about it now, it's only because Jose Silva passed away, well, 24 years ago. And um it's not been as popular since. And so I come back from this training. And Can I just say next... why
1: you're already so cool? Like why? from the outside, you are the most enlightened, sexiest, most gorgeous, most refined, like possibility of a person. And then you tell us, you have the humility to like tell us the story. And then it starts with you saying, why does my life suck so bad? And then even though you're coming from a background, Of a part of the world where there's like ancient thousands of years of people pouring over this wisdom, you wind up finding value in a dude from Texas.
0: Not not just Texas, not just Texas, right? Jose Silva came from Laredo, Texas, on the Texas-Mexican border, the border between Laredo and Nuevo Laredo. So this is technically Tex-Mex meditation. This is the Taco Bell of meditation.
1: Like, this is what makes you, you're so fully humble that it's like, it's just the funnest. You're full of surprises. Already, I'm like at the edge of my seat. Like, this is not, I thought you just came out of a cloud. I thought you were born on some cloud and then were given wings and then like put into a body and then like, <laughs> just, just go through the motions of having a 3D experience, even though nothing about you is 3D. And then you're like, no, no, no. I crashed my car. And then why did my life suck so bad? Led me to a guy who he taught me about enlightenment, not my ancestors who all had, you know, known all of it all along. I mean, you're just, this is an amazing story. This is why you're helping so many people because you can only help someone out of a well if you've been there. And um, I thought you'd never been there, but you have been there.
0: You've been there. I've seen some serious shit in my life, Kathy. But what you touched upon is really interesting. Americans, we tend to glorify what is exotic. So Americans glorify meditation protocols that come from India and so on. And sometimes there's a, there's a beauty in this. I mean, yoga, yoga came from India. That's my culture. But at the same time, I grew up in a Hindu family. I grew up in Hinduism. There is a lot of baggage there. There is a lot of fundamentalist religious ideas. There is a lot of dogma. There's a lot of bullshit beliefs that hold people back. <laughs> You're like,
1: let me just say it. Yeah.
0: And so. I think I grew up with a a fairly liberal family that taught me how to question. And so I I ended up questioning some of these beliefs. And no doubt there's so much beauty in the Vedic traditions and in things that come out of these ancient cultures. But there's also a lot of spiritual development and enhancements coming out of modern day America. And the trick is to combine both. And we're going to come to that. So I take this Silva Method class and I fly back to San Francisco. And the very next day, it's a Monday, and um, I have to call my usual list of lawyers. Now, what we had to do back then is, you you remember that? Do you remember the yellow pages, Kathy?
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Right, right. Anyone over 35 will remember the yellow pages. So I had to go down the list of names in the yellow pages, but this time I did it differently. I sank into a meditative, altered state. I ran my fingers down the yellow pages. And when I felt an impulse, I would only call that name. That's it. I would, I wouldn't call A to Z. I would run my fingers down and I would call the name. I felt an impulse. Now this impulse feels like a, like a yes. It feels like a yes inside you. And what I found is immediately my sales closing rate doubled. It doubled overnight. So this fascinated me. So I decided to do another technique. One week later, I experimented with another technique and this technique is best summarized by this phrase from Rumi. And if you guys are listening, this is something really cool to try with your lover. The phrase is, I close my eyes and spoke to you in a thousand silent ways. And what Rumi is really saying here is that we can speak to another person beyond the confines of time and space. I do this with people I'm in a relationship with. I close my eyes and I speak to them silently. And the other person can feel this. So. Jose Silva called this subliminal programming. And what you would do is you would, before calling the lawyer, you would close your eyes and you would talk to them and say, hey, I'm coming from this space and I want you to know that I only want this deal to close if it is in the best interest of everyone concerned, your firm and my company. And I would do this little exercise before picking up the phone subliminal programming. And again, you are doing this in in a very relaxed meditative state, an altered state, for lack of a better word. And once again, my sales doubled. Then I tried a third technique, creative visualization. This is where I would visualize myself hitting my numbers. I would visualize myself closing sales. I would visualize myself growing in the company. And over the next four months, I ended up being promoted three times at 26. I made vice president of sales, even though five months before, I had zero experience in sales. I was a nerdy computer engineer. And that is when I realized, wow, there's something really powerful here. So I stayed with the company for 18 more months. Um, I became really successful. And at a certain point, my gut told me something else. My gut said, leave. It's time to get out. And I decided to leave. I called up my boss. And uh, at this point, I was like the top, one of the top performers in the entire company. There were like 200 employees. Called up my boss. I quit. He was obviously unhappy. And again, my gut instinct was right. Now, your audience, I believe, is mostly women. And women listen to their gut a lot more than men. So I think many women can understand what's going on here. My gut instinct was right because within one month, the FBI burst into the doors and arrested my boss for corporate espionage. He had hacked into a competitor's voicemail system and was basically taking their leads. It was a very competitive environment in Silicon Valley and this guy was 29 years old and I guess a genius, but a little bit lacking on the ethics side. So that company went to hell. But now when I left, I was with my girlfriend. We were living in New York and we were trying to figure out what do we do? And I remembered something. When I took this meditation class, I was the only student there. Yet the knowledge from this class had transformed my life. My University of Michigan degree, which I'd spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on, didn't really make much of a dent. So I thought, well, I want to do something in this field. I want to help get this knowledge out to, to the masses. And I remember Nelson Mandela had said, if you want to change the world, change education. So I decided to become a meditation teacher and help get the knowledge of this wisdom out to the world. And that was the beginning of Mind Valley.
1: Mm. I love how you walk the walk of alignment. And the greatest thing that I have found from talking to so many people who go through the journey of learning to be a witness, learning to meditate, is releasing shame. And it's one thing for you to tell me the story because it's interesting, because it happened, because it's part of the context. But what's so beautiful is that whether you know it or not, which you probably do by just being able to say all of the things that you just said, these very real things that we've heard, but you say them out loud and you don't hide them. Like what happened with your boss, right? It releases shame for people listening. Like, Oh, if Vision can tell that story, I could tell my story. Like I worked in telemarketing or I worked at a company where the boss turned out. It's like, yeah, because when you have been practicing meditation and you've found your way into the stream, this is just what is without judgment. It's just part of what happened and it's so cool that at such a young age, I love that you were the only student there. It's it's as if George Lucas like made a movie of you and you were the Jedi. Like you were the only student there. That's insane um but you were called to this like you said some missions call you so then you register this little website right 2004 mind valley mm-hmm. and from this little website you now have reached millions of people what do you attribute that to what do you feel has started to happen because a lot of people start to do a lot of things and they don't necessarily take off but this definitely has. So what have you started to understand about your own journey that was making this really meet people where they were so they could really hear you?
0: So what happened then is that I decided to dedicate my life to teaching meditation. And I didn't know it back then, but I was playing really small. For five years, I was teaching tiny little classes 20, maybe 30 people. If I was lucky, I'd make maybe two or three grand a month. And it was decent money, but it wasn't enough to survive. Mm -hmm. And we had a little website. Uh, My wife and I back then, uh, I was married back then. We started this little website selling meditation CDs and it was doing okay, but it never really took off. And I never really saw much hope in that business. So I, I, on the side, was trying my hand at multiple other Real companies, software companies, software solutions. I, I had a company that built websites for people because this business mind valley I thought was going to go nowhere. Who can make money in meditation? I thought, and boy, was I wrong.
1: Interesting. So interesting. Now what,
0: now what happened is that one day my company that made websites for people, one of our clients was Bob Proctor. Do you remember Bob Proctor? Yeah, sure. A great author, personal growth leader, Bob Proctor passed away in February this year. But I worked on building his website. And as a result, he became a bit of a mentor. So one day I was flying to London to teach one of my small meditation classes. I had about 40 people in London. London was my biggest market. And um Bob was teaching a massive seminar, thousands of people. And Bob said, Hey, Vishen, stop over at my hotel. Let's have lunch together. Let's catch up. So I stopped over. I meet Bob Proctor and he looks at me and he goes, what brings you to London? And I tell him proudly about this meditation class I'm teaching. There are 40 people over there and he says, what are you going to make from this class? And I say, well, Bob, if, if I'm lucky, I'm going to make a grand profit of about four or $5,000. And Bob said, wait, what? Four or $5,000. And I go, yeah. And, And I'm excited about that. And Bob says, well, I hope you flew here business class. Because you left your wife, you left your one year old kid to come to London for one week to teach this class. I at least hope you're going to be comfortable and you flew business class. And I go, well, actually, Bob, I can't afford business class. If I flew business class, that would wipe out all my profits. I can't afford a proper hotel. So I'm staying at a three star hotel. And Bob said, Vision, I wouldn't even do what you're doing. You really, really, really need to dream bigger, son. And he gave me this scowl of disappointment. And I was pissed off. I was like, you Bob Proctor of the secret, like, idiot. Like, I I love what I do. Like, don't make me feel guilty about what I do. But he gave me that scowl, the famous Bob Proctor scowl, when he knew that he saw someone who was not living up to their potential. And even though I was pissed off at him for telling me that I was wasting my time, I knew he was right. And that weekend, I finished a meditation class, and I quit. I stopped teaching meditation because I realized Bob Proctor was right. I was wasting my life playing too small. So I went deep into my soul to try to figure out what was the next thing I was going to do. And I decided two years later that it was going to be a festival. And two years later, I started a festival called A-Fest. And that is when my life took off. AFEST was no longer me in a dingy three-star hotel in London teaching meditation to people paying a few hundred dollars. It was this huge extravaganza, three to 400 people in exotic five-star locations around the world. Celebrities would show up. Speakers from all around the world would come and speak on my stage for free. We would have the most incredible parties. The Instagram account is AFEST. And if you look at the visuals there, you kind of get an idea. So that huge explosion came because Bob Proctor kicked my ass and made me, as a kid, realize I needed to dream bigger. So I decided to go from teaching a little meditation class in a hotel to creating a spiritual transformation festival for world class entrepreneurs. And that's what AFEST is today. It's actually majority attended by women entrepreneurs, actually, it has a huge following among women 60 to 70% women. But AFES was that next huge thing that Incredible. I created. And then from AFES, three years later, Mind Valley reemerged. It became more than just a tiny little meditation website. It became the Mind Valley that we know today, fueled by the energy and fueled by the speakers from AFES. Many of the speakers who came to my stage on AFES became the first Mind Valley teachers, people like Lisa Nichols or Sri Kumar Rao. And that is how. Mind Valley became the company it is today. And that is how I got the job that I have today.
1: What an awesome, awesome story. And I love that conversation that you had with him. And I know that everybody listening is right now feeling their heart start to race because every night when we go to sleep, we have this feeling, I think for most of us that we're playing small to some degree that our soul came here to do so. So much good and that we want to give and that we wanna contribute. And what have you now learned as you've been a, a student of meditation, a student of your practice, and you've learned from so many other people who you've sat with and you've you've learned from your own success? What have you learned that you can help us, those who want to be able to find more spaciousness, more expansion, to pull out, like you said, from deep within themselves? Something bigger. What is the ocean that they need to cross to allow that to emerge?
0: So this is a beautiful question, right? And there's so many, there are countless ways to answer that beautiful question. And the approach that I want to suggest is the six phase method. The six phase meditation method is my new book. And um, it is a protocol I created for myself to help me live the world. In a different way to live in the world, understanding that I am beyond my physical body. It's a 15 minute protocol that I started doing in the mornings. It arose around 10 years ago, just as I was starting a fest. And it was one of the reasons why my life sometimes seems blessed by luck, but it isn't luck. It is the fact that human beings are souls having a physical experience and we are plugged into the physicality of the world in a really unique way. But the world is an illusion. The In Sanskrit, they call it maya or the illusion. And we can shift and weave this illusion. But there's a protocol to do that. Now, the six phase is that protocol. So I'll break it down. Uh, the book is called The Six-Phase Meditation Method. And in the book, you understand these, a six-phase meditation, which is six different practices stacked on top of one another. Now, the first practice is about opening the heart. It's about opening your heart to unity. The second practice is a three-by-three gratitude method. That's what we call it. That is about elevating your levels of bliss. Bliss is essential to activating intuition and to manifesting. The third phase is forgiveness. We call this chapter becoming unfuckwithable. Because when you are able to truly forgive and remove all negative charges from your body, nothing can disturb you. No negativity can touch you. And you live life on your own terms while being at peace with everything around you, whether it's the political climate or it's your ex or it is a, a, a person who has hurt you in the past. These first three phases are all about embracing the present. Embracing your emotional states. And again, I repeat, it is unity, it is bliss, and it is forgiveness. Now, the next three phases are about the next aspect of being human. It is great to be happy in the now. It's great to be at peace. But in our modern world, we don't just live in the present. We're also building the future. That is the basis for American culture. American culture isn't a culture of people who just meditate. They can embrace their, Americans can embrace their spirituality, but Americans constantly build and are creating a future. It is a different dynamic from the ancient cultures that we think about where spiritual practices were, were, were very commonplace, but people were content meditating and going within, but not really focusing on progress. So the next three phases are about a vision for the future. And phase four is seeing your life, some aspect of your life three years ahead and making that really viscerally real in your imagination. Phase five is commanding how you want your day to unfold. And there's a space for commanding. There's also a space for allowing in serendipity and coincidence and synchronicity and the universe to play its magic. And then the final phase, phase six, is a prayer. We call that the blessing. This is where you ask for a blessing or a prayer from whatever higher power you believe in. This is where you connect to source. When you stack these six phases together, what happens is that you have a protocol, you have an approach that makes you function in the world in a different way. It's as if the world is magical again. It's as if the universe has your back. It's as if your life is filled with love and guidance. It's as if your angels are speaking to you. But it goes in that sequence in these six phases. And this is the topic of this book.
1: You know, when you have an experience and you're at a concert and everyone puts their lighter up and they sing Mm -hmm. the best song that the band plays and you feel like a peak full body, full soul feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's how I feel when you just told me about this book, like every circuit turned on everything inside of me lights up. And it's not just what you're saying. It's the embodiment of everything you say, as if you are Willy Wonka showing me through the looking glass And through every word I see through this glass and I'm so excited and want every single person in my audience to get this book. And what you just said is like literally the skeleton key that unlocks the door, the portal to the space. It's amazing how, and I've been on all of the stuff. I spent three years at the UCLA Mindfulness Center. I spent three years studying Kabbalah in Jerusalem, and I have a practice. The way you just combined all of those things and how you, through your own unique lens, laid them out, it is so clear. It is so accessible. It is so good. This conversation is magic, but before we keep going, we should thank our sponsor. Canva Pro makes it simple to create stunning visual content in any format from social media posts to videos, presentations, and websites. It's so fast, easy, and fun to use. I've been a fan of it for years, even before I started this podcast, and it's one of the tools that really helped me get my business off the ground. My team uses Canva every single day to create graphics that you've probably seen on my Instagram stories, and it's also how we created our podcast artwork. It's how we create sizzle reels, social media posts, and workbooks. We love it so much because they provide thousands of professionally designed templates, fonts, photos, and so much more. So you can make something beautiful even if you don't have any design experience like me. Canva Pro also makes it easy to manage your social media posts because you can plan, create, and share content directly to all your channels from one place. They even give you the option to schedule posts ahead of time. Plus, you can create a one-page website for your business in a matter of minutes, including being able to monitor the analytics. Wow your audience with Canva Pro, the easiest way to create presentations, get a free 45-day extended trial by going to canva.me slash dreamjob, that's C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash dreamjob to get your free 45-day extended trial. So I want to ask you this, you know, having gone through my own practices and been, you know, sitting with thousands of people at Joe Dispenza retreats, people are so addicted, so addicted to suffering. They've memorized it. It's biological at this point. It's not even in the mind. It is in the cell, right? So when you say all this, and we know, I know from having a little bit of insight, like this, this prescription is it. What happens for the person when there's just, they're unwilling to feel good. Like when you said bliss is so important, right? Because once you're in that state, that's when the creative downloads come. That's when you can manipulate this three-dimensional illusion. But to to allow bliss in means you have to set down all of the ways you've been beating the drum for the evidence that life is just so against you. And there's an addiction to that. And so when I lead my workshops, I see that. And I'll fight for people to have this freedom and they will fight for the suffering. So what do you say about that?
0: So it depends on where you are in your life. Now, not all personal growth is suitable for for everyone, right? People are in different levels of their relationship, their understanding of their relationship between themselves and life itself. People at level one are at the victim stage. And at the victim stage, you can't go to them and say, do the six-phase meditation. You know, at the victim stage, the most beautiful personal growth tool I've ever stumbled upon comes from Esther Hicks, and it is segment intending. And segment intending is a little game. So you can do this if you have a teenager or if you, you have a spouse who is at that victim stage. And Esther Hicks said, it's too much to ask them to think of goals. It's too much to ask them to be happy. It's too much to ask to tell them that they can command the universe. Instead, get them to play a little game called, wouldn't it be nice? And segment intending means when you wake up in the morning, you play a little game. Wouldn't it be nice if today breakfast tasted so good? Wouldn't it be nice if today when I commuted to work, there was no traffic and good songs played on the radio? Wouldn't it be nice if my boss recognized me a little today? It's just a, wouldn't it be nice? You're not demanding it to happen. You are simply thinking. Wouldn't it be nice? Now, Esther Hicks, of course, is the, the person who inspired the movie The Secret. She wrote the book Law of Attraction. She is the the maestro when it comes to this. And Wouldn't It Be Nice opens people up to the law of attraction. But that is what you do for people at the victim stage. Now, at a certain point, you go from level one to level two. Level two is the manifester. Level two is where you start to understand, by God, I can set goals. I can I can manifest things. This is when you are now open to personal growth. And at this level, this is when you're creating vision boards. This is when you're writing down goals. This is when you start taking up a yoga practice or you start manifesting. And level two is wonderful. And most, a lot of people like level two. But there is a level three. Level three is where your intention is not coming from you. Your intentions are coming through you. The universe Is the one, is the force that is deciding how you will show up in life and what you will tackle. You are not manifesting from your mind. You are manifesting from your soul. And this is tricky. When you get to level three, be prepared for disruption. Be prepared for a business that you're playing with to fail so that what you're really meant to work on can emerge. Remember my story of Bob Proctor? My meditation business failed so that what I really needed to work on, A-Fest, and then Mind Valley could emerge. The company I was working at, where I was one of the top employees, failed so that I could move to my new karmic iteration, which was becoming a meditation teacher. When you're at level three, the universe will come and break certain aspects of your life so that the next great thing can happen. I call this the beautiful destruction. It is the destruction of your current way of life. And that could be a relationship. That could be a business. That could be the destruction of your home, and even in a hurricane or something, that leads you to need to make a change. The new love, the new business, the big move to a new city, the beautiful destruction is part of life. It is a rebirthing in in all cultures, in all ancient cultures. There's this concept of death and rebirth. This is level three. Level three is when you are trusting the universe to move you, to put you exactly where you need to be. And whether you're in the shadow or in the light, you know you're meant to be there because something beautiful is about to emerge.
1: Hmm. It's interesting. It's so, so interesting because you said earlier when we were beginning this conversation that, you know, coming from where you came from and I was a comparative world religion major. That was what I studied in college and I studied a little bit of Hinduism, a little bit of Sikhism, a little bit of Jainism, a little bit of Taoism, a little bit of Christianity, a little bit of Islam, et cetera. And then I went to Jerusalem for two weeks and I stayed for three years and, uh, studied Kabbalah and, um, What I notice, and it's not hard to notice, is that often the way people are raised from the ages of like zero to 11, they have a consciousness of God that puts God over there somewhere, somewhere over there, and then they feel disconnected and judged by it. And don't know how to reconcile it. So they either walk away from it completely, or they try in some way to have it in their good graces. When really studying what I've studied has led me to this oneness, this infinite divine intelligence that is within all of us, that is the unified field, right? And that is not over there, right? It is not a limited entity. It's unlimited. So. When you're speaking through all of this, it is important for us to help people to reorient themselves with this force, with the universe, with source, right? So that they don't have it be something, A, that has a lot of heaviness to it. People think that it's causing them a lot of shame because there's some level of a very, very conditional Love attached to it as well as it is separate from self. It is so separate that is somewhere else. And I think so much of this work for me was predicated on understanding that this is inside of me, that there is no way for a tree and a branch to be separate, that if God was the sun, I am a ray of that sun. And, and that was the control alt delete on my programming was walking through Jerusalem at 20, 21, 22, Mm -hmm. before I came to Los Angeles. And so this is so much of what happens in level one, two, or for sure three is coming home to alignment, being in the stream, being connected, right? Esther Hicks, she's definitely helping you come home to that, come home to the receptive mode, come home to turning your radio station on. So you hear the music playing through you. You are just the radio. You are not the music. You are just the radio. How do you help people to reorient themselves when they are still so stuck on a dogma that they learned at seven years old that created a construct of the so-called universe being something that is so different than what you and I are talking about right now?
0: I don't think you do. I don't think it is our responsibility to pull people out of their dogma. I was stuck in dogma at one point. I think every soul has their moment of awakening. I do not believe in conversion or trying to to pull someone. I think the best thing we can do is give people little tools. But again, the tools must resonate with their level of awareness, right? If you're at level three, which is the level I just mentioned, where the universe is speaking through you, then learning how to tap into your intuition, learning how to feel and manipulate energy. These are the tools that you're ready to learn. If you're at level two, you probably want to do tools related to goal setting, to clarifying your vision. If you're at level one, tools, you want to do really simple tools. the Wouldn't it be nice if, as the Hicks technique. And so the best thing we can do is very gently, very gently give people the right tool in a way that's, that's acceptable to them. But not try to pull them out of their dogma. The worst thing you can do is try to pull people out of a belief that will cling to that belief more passionately. Nobody likes to be told they are wrong. So I don't believe in that. I don't believe in any form of conversion. I believe in helping people discover for themselves. I think every soul has a destiny and has a particular moment when it levels up to that next level. And this includes us as well. So you may think you're at level three or level four. And by the way, um, people tend to usually overestimate their levels. Most people overestimate their levels. So you may think you're at level three, but you could be at like level 2.5. But there is a level four. And the level four, I've discussed this with many spiritual teachers, level four is where you and the universe are one. This is a completely different level. These type of people, very hard to find, very hard to get there. But they exist. They and the universe are one. When we think of great sages and saints like Ramdas, like Ramdas or Paramahansa Yogananda or Moses or Jesus, these are the people we are talking about.
1: Right. You know what I was talking about before, and I'm I'm just going to double down on this because I want to understand better what you think about it. But what I noticed, right, when Deepak was here, I said, "What keeps you up at night?" and he said, "The fact that." the number two cause of death in children, people under the age of 18 is suicide. And Mm -hmm. I said, why is that happening? And he said, because we don't know who we are. We're bought into the illusion of separateness, right? And that's what I'm referring to is the ego, the separateness, right? That's what I'm referring to as the dogma. And the suffering that it causes to identify with self as separate from God, as separate from oneness. Yeah. It's so palpable that I do feel that what I try to do is to create enough resonance in my own being that I can offer that Wi-Fi to somebody else without even speaking, that they can feel they can come back into hooking into their own Wi-Fi. Right. Because
0: beautiful. Yeah. That
1: is to me the dogma that there is separateness. And that's what I'm trying to say. And I think that's what's causing the suffering. But you're saying don't pull them out of it. Just be gentle because they can't quite hear it. That's what you're saying. Yeah.
0: No, I'm not saying don't pull them out of it. I'm saying don't try going out there to convert other people. Be the example, be the example and understand that people are at different levels. And the worst thing you can do when it comes to trying to pull someone out is you will often create more resistance because nobody likes to be told what to do. Have you noticed, the, for example, totally. the political climate in the United States? Oh,
1: isn't it the, awesome? It's amazing it's, out it's, here. It's
0: horrible. It's, it's horrible. But, but what you said about separation and unity, this is something really interesting. Neil Donald Walsh, who's one of our teachers on Valley, says that the highest value of advanced species is the value of unity. Now, phase one of the six-phase meditation, uh, the uh, the new book I've, I've, I've released. Phase one is about that. It's about giving people a taste of unity. So we prescribe an exercise, and you learn this in chapter one of the book, that is based on Zen Buddhism, Zen Roshi Buddhism. And it's a loving kindness exercise where you open up your heart and in two minutes, you feel your awareness of compassion expand from yourself to your neighborhood, to the people around you, to the entire United States, to the entire world.
1: Beautiful. And
0: when you do this, you actually are training your compassion muscle in a really unique way. You develop greater understanding, greater awareness of other people. You are less triggered. You feel safer in the world. But when you continue doing this exercise for a year, two years, three years, you change. Unity becomes your default state. You just become a nicer, more connected person. Right. And it's not just unity with other human beings. It's with all human beings, with all political affiliations, with plants, with animal life, yeah. with the earth. It, it's a muscle. And so the little application of this in the sixth phase trains you. And over time, and by time I mean you feel the effects almost immediately, but over time you start becoming the type of person that feels so connected with all life, that compassion becomes your default state of being.
1: It's so beautiful. You memorize this place. And um, I just want to touch on it before we conclude that you have a beautiful podcast as well. And you've interviewed incredible souls. Many of them have also been on this show. And I know that my audience would really (laughs) appreciate your podcast you're already doing so much. So, what made you feel compelled to also do a podcast?
0: Well, the podcast is, is just a way to help get many of the brilliant teachers identify out to the world. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the podcast is just called the Mind Valley Podcast. The uh, for people who are unfamiliar with Mind Valley just go to mindvalley.com. And uh, what we are building is the education model that the world forgot. I'm look, constantly looking at everything that should be. In our standard education that isn't. And then adding it to this massive platform. Our goal is to build, to give every human being the quality of life of not just an Ivy League graduate, but an Ivy League graduate with crazy, powerful spiritual skills and to do it at a rate that is super affordable. So that's what Mind Valley is about. And then the book, The Six Days Meditation, is simply on mindvalley.com forward slash the number six, mindvalley.com forward slash six.
1: We'll put the link everywhere. I want to ask you one last question because you you said something earlier, which I've never really heard it that way, which is that we live in a culture in America where people have come to a place where it's it, it doesn't feel like it's enough to sit in your own practice. It's about moving into the future and making it better. And I have that question for you just personally, because sometimes I spend a weekend with John Kabat-Zinn or somebody like that over the last 20 years. And I think to myself, is it my ego that wants to build a bigger and bigger podcast and have bigger and bigger things as Bob Proctor suggested for you, or would I be doing more of a service for the world if I just continued to extend my meditation practice, which is 20 minutes currently to two hours? Like, I wonder about that sometimes. Like, would I be doing more for the world in stillness? Or is it that there's a level of enlightenment, which is about more? And that is confusing to me sometimes. So I'm just curious since you're a person who's clearly on a, on a journey to bring more and more of this in the world. And you've studied so much of the art of sitting in stillness. How do you personally? think of that.
0: So one of the, the biggest misunderstandings we have in this modern world is the concept of the ego. Ken Wilber, the great American philosopher, said, the great spiritual sages of the world, from Moses to Jesus to Patmasambhava, were not feeble-minded nuttos. They were movers and shakers who rattled the world with the force of their ego. From bullwhips in the temple to subduing entire continents, they changed the course of human history. They sought to do more, yes, but they sought to do it to elevate others, and so the question is not, do I do more?" But the question is, how can I help more and so, if you want to get this podcast out to more people because you feel it's bringing hope to people's lives, that's phenomenal. If you are coming from a place where you want to get this podcast out to more people so that you can sell more sponsorships, okay, I mean that's your choice. <laughs> I believe the universe is an intelligence that is designed just like our bodies, our body heals itself, our body nurtures itself. When you get a cut, your capillary system, your blood system, your cellular system will all come together to heal the cut. The universe is like that. It is a force constantly moving towards greater unity, greater wholeness, greater joy, greater bliss. And when you are doing more, when you are seeking to do more, to move towards those forces, the universe is working with you and you can't go wrong.
1: Mission, I love you so much. I love everything that you pour into this world and I love how your, your portal to all of this, it just gives everybody oxygen and I'm so glad that you were here today and I want everyone in my audience to read this book and we'll put it everywhere. Tell them the link one more time right now to your book.
0: It is mindvalley.com forward slash the number six.
1: Amazing. I really hope that we connect again. And I, like I said, I'd love to do more to continue to support your work. You're just so lovable.
0: Thank you, Kathy.
1: Thank you for today. What an amazing way to start my day. Take care. Oh my God. Such a beautiful conversation. Here are the takeaways. Number one, you need to dream bigger. Number two, when you can truly forgive and remove all negative charges from your body, nothing can disturb you. No negativity can touch you. You can live on your terms, being in peace with everything around you. Number three, embrace the present. Embrace all your emotional states. Number four, the beautiful destruction is part of life. Trust that the universe will put you exactly where you need to be. Number five, every soul has a destiny. It has a point when it levels up. Number six, be the example. Number seven, it's not a question of should I do more, but how can I help more? And number eight, the universe is constantly moving towards greater joy, bliss, unity, and wholeness. When you're seeking to do more, to move toward those forces, the universe is working with you and you can't go wrong. Thank you for being here. I hope you know, I appreciate you so much. We have amazing guests coming up like Guy Raz and Lindsay Sterling. Plus I'm interviewing Ralph Macchio next week. So you're going to be able to hear that episode very soon. If you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts or you're following us on Spotify, if this episode or any episode has enlightened you or given you any kind of a boost, please go ahead and subscribe and leave a review. And if you share the podcast, you can enter to win a MacBook Air and a trip to Los Angeles and a $1,000 shopping spree. All you have to do is go to kathyheller.com slash share, and you'll be entered to win a MacBook Air, a trip to LA, and a coaching session with me, plus a $1,000 shopping spree. I mean... How can you beat that? All you have to do is review the podcast, subscribe, and then go to kathyheller.com slash share and share the show with someone. If you post about the conversation on Instagram, tag me at kathy.heller and I can repost some. And you can also tag Vision. He's at Vision, B-I-S-H-E-N. You could also tag Mind Valley at Mind Valley because I'm sure his team would be so happy to see it. And one last reminder. This is it, you guys. This is it. I do this program once a year. It is a three-month coaching container with live interactive classes where I'm on there with you, coaching you through the process of building an audience, building a business and helping you find so much value and purpose in stepping in to your full potential. If you want to join us, go to kathyheller.com slash join and grab your seat before doors close tomorrow. I love you so much. I'll leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you soon. saying what I needed to